Welcome to Kahonaha Crush, a clandestine effort to exhaustively research and document events occurring in and around the village hidden in the leaves. I'm Ruby. I'm Glenn. Hey, Glenn, we're here again. We're here to talk about Naruto, and I, like, I guess anything else, if either of us have done anything else before we get into Naruto, but... No, not really. <laughs> not really? I've been... I've been playing the latest, uh, latest story chapter in Fate Grand Order, which is kind of like anime. Yeah, it's pretty close to anime. It's pretty close to anime. That's like the main, like, here's the thing with the narrative that I've been like picking away at the last week or so. Um, it's like, it's like pretty fun. I'm enjoying seeing the characters in it, but I'm also finding like parts of it kind of thematically uncompelling. Um, do you mind if I talk about Fate Grand Order in the podcast or is this going to be like terribly boring to you? No, go ahead. Okay, so like, I guess I'm going to get like a little bit into like spoilers for this. I'm not going to get into like any big twists or reveals, but I'm going to be talking about like broad premises of, of, uh, of what's going on here. And um, so, so in, in the current arc of Fate Grand Order, which is called Cosmos and the Lost Belt, um, the premise is that like seven like alternate universes that were like deemed too far from like the course of normal history to like be allowed to exist have like taken root on the planet Earth and are trying to like replace it. So you, you go to these different places on Earth where they're like, oh, it's like a weird alternate universe inside of this like weird bubble on, on the surface of the Earth. Okay. And in most of those, it's like, oh, shit, things are fucked up here. And this one, the Russian Revolution never happened. And that led, or I don't know if that led to like an ice age, but also there was an ice age and everybody got turned into furries and they're all sad and dying all the time. And like. That's pretty good. Is it good? <laughs> well, it's, it's good that they're furries. <laughs> yeah. You know, it would probably be worse if they weren't furries. And, you know, there's another one where it's like. Where it's like, oh, the, the the world is in this like accelerated cycle of like death and rebirth, and everything that doesn't like survive until the end of it is like purged away in like a sort of misguided attempt to like cleanse the world of impurities. So for for the most part, it's like, oh, you go to this place and you go, wow, this seems kind of fucked up. And uh, we, we we should we should stop for this from happening because we don't want this to be what all of Earth is. And uh, well, one of the like conflicts of the arc is like there is an understanding in the from the protagonist that like. Uh, pre- preventing these things from like over like, like you know from like establishing themselves on the earth and like replacing it is also an act of like killing everybody who is in there like not directly but like the, the, they, they'll like stop existing and die um and 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 so so sort of the um the inevitable like point that this this builds to is in the current one you reach this uh the city that is like ruled over by by the greek gods still and in it, nobody has to work, and everybody is free to like pursue like cultural and like social pursuits to the the fullest extent of their um you know of like what interests them, and everybody's encouraged to do this, and like there's no there's no problems. Everybody lives forever, right? Mm-hmm. So we're we're getting to the point where it's like, oh shit, maybe this isn't like bad on the face of it, and there's like you know there's like quibbles you can you could make with it, but it's I, I feel like if if you know everybody is like taken care of and alive and healthy. That's like a... That's like pretty good. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah. And it, it kind of just... In, in the process of grappling with that, I feel like it just kind of goes to like this really rote place. And I'm only about halfway through, so there's like room for this to like complicate this more. But like, it, it goes to this really rote place of like, oh, but actually these people uh, are just... Um, they're stagnating and they're, they're living a life where they don't know... Where like where, where every day is just the same for them, and there's no there's no uncertainty and excitement, and it's the kind of thing that like pops up in a lot of 
stories to like uh, explain by some why something is bad, but it's also the kind of thing that strikes me as like surely nobody really believes this. Like this just seems like a lie people tell themselves to like feel better about the fact that the world is bad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's 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 just kind of frustrating to like to to see people go like yeah you know you're right it, it is better when we can all just like die of not having enough money and starve to death right like it, it's because that allows for us to be excited and surprised by what's happening and we aren't yeah but like e- even if and like i i am taking this as like a big concession on to, to their point like even if it is the case where somebody needs like a modicum of like strife in order to mm-hmm. be like fully like fulfilled as a person like, even if everybody's, like, needs are taken care of, like, you're still going to have, like, interpersonal conflict, right? Like, what if mm-hmm. what if you both like the same girl, right? Like, what if... Yeah. What if, what if the person across from you, like, chews weird and it bothers you all the time? Uh, and it was, it's just something I've been thinking about, right? Like, I, because this, this is such, like, a broadly established trope, I feel like, where you get to, like, oh, this seems perfect, but actually people need problems, and... It, I, it, it just struck me that way of like, no, does anybody really think this? Does anybody really like see that and go like, that's true. I'm glad that my life is bad. <laughs> yeah, it fucking rules that I have no money. <laughs> it's it's just a little mysterious to me. But like, you know, ultimately it's fine because the, I, I see the characters that I like and they're interacting and like the, the dramatic stakes are there. It's just, uh, it's just, you know, a, a lot of the time something you're, you're enjoying can't avoid the sort of like rope pitfalls of like well here's uh the themes we put in all of these stories yeah yeah so uh if you've paid close attention to this uh podcast you will know about my naruto dad oh is there an, is there a new installment in the saga of your naruto dad yeah he started watching boruto recently oh how is he liking boruto as far as i can tell he's liking boruto that's great. How how is that uh how is that interface with your day to day life? It so so like obviously he has seen me watch Naruto just because like we live together and like you know he wants to fucking like engage with his daughter or whatever. Mm-hmm. So so like he he talk he talks to me about it and you know like I don't hate the guy like I can talk to him about Naruto like it's fine. That's fine. But he makes sure to watch Boruto in front of me. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, I guess that's a choice he could be making. Yeah, right. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's just funny. It's funny. It's, it's like a uh, little bit cute. Yeah. Do so you ever like look over? You'd be like, hey, you see, you see this shit. You see, uh, you see Rockley's son Metally. You like Rockley, right? Yeah, I, I do love Rockley. You know, and it's just like, like I complain about him sometimes, but it's like I don't know. I've, I've become endeared to it. Uh, you know, so that's, uh, I don't know, something about my dad. I like that. that's, 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 you know, that's maybe something you can feel grateful for, that you can, you can have that kind of, like, awkward, like, yeah, you know, this is, this is, like, kind of annoying, but it's also a little endearing, and it's fine. Yeah. You know, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like the worst thing in the world. Yeah, he could stand to cut it out with the fucking Arsler when he's playing Apex Legends, oh, so I'll tell you that much. Oh, jeez, that one should stop. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, Gwen. Yeah. <laughs> that's less, way less funny. <laughs> That's way less cute. Yeah, and like the worst part about it is it's a recent habit. Oh no! <laughs> right, oh like, my god! 
Somebody's got to talk to him. <laughs> He's got a bad influence on Apex Legends. I'll tell you what. Oh my god. Oh, oh that's terrible. <laughs> I don't want to like rush to move you off from this, from, from this or anything. But is, is there anything else you want to say? Or should we get into our episodes? No, it's okay. I think we should get into our episodes. Okay, let's get into our episodes. Episode 36, Clone vs. Clone. Mine are better than yours. Naruto rushes a scary clone and it goes all goopy from his punch before sprouting another head and shoulders from the side that got blown out. Kabuto saves Sasuke from a thrown knife after his curse mark makes him lock up. Naruto wants to keep fighting, but Sasuke says none of the clones are real and they're still in the genjutsu. Kabuto adds that the real enemy are hunting around taking pot shots to try and pick them off while they're occupied. Naruto makes a bunch of shadow clones to keep the illusions occupied so the enemy don't have fake attacks to hide behind. Everyone else catches on and joins the fray. With the Leaf Ninja exhausted, the enemy Rain Ninja think it's safe to drop the Genjutsu and come out of hiding. So the thing I started thinking about while I was watching these episodes mm-hmm. is like I started to get really like curious about the mechanics of like constructing and like maintaining an illusion in Naruto, like how much effort it is to like to like maintain this shit. Um, well, like at what point does you you like punch a guy and he turns into slime, then he splits into like a a, a double guy? Mm-hmm. Like, like, at what point does that really help your illusion? At what point is that, like, you're just you're just going a little too hard? Like, is, is it a lot of extra effort to uh, <laughs> to do all of that? Yeah, I wonder. Like, because I, I, I feel like there's not a lot of, like, genjutsu guys who talk about what... Like, nobody ever gets, like, a genjutsu training arc where they learn about how you do genjutsu in this in this show, I don't think. And so I, I'm just wondering, like, how, how much more effort is it to do this shit? Or is it, like, once you have it going, you can just kind of do whatever? Yeah, I'm really curious because, like... You never see anybody do, like, a little genjutsu as a trick. Right. It's always, like... Okay, I mean, we have seen somebody do a little genjutsu as a trick at the start of the tuning exams when uh, those two guys were like, hey, this is this is the right floor. Right, right, right. But you never see someone do, like, a little, like, a little genjutsu as, like, a tactical, like... All, all the, like, combat genjutsu we see is, like, full immersion. It's like, hey, you're dead now in a fucked up way. You've been sent directly to hell. Yeah. Maybe it's just like, maybe it's just like once you got somebody in there, you could just kind of go for it. That's why everybody, that's why everybody who does Genjutsu is like such an extra weirdo about it. Yeah. I'm going to put on my like rewriting Naruto hat for a second. Uh Uh-huh. Um, I think it would be a cool detail to add to the like, combat effectiveness combat effectiveness of genjutsu where all it takes to break out of a genjutsu is realizing you're in a genjutsu oh see, see i thought i thought we used that you were going to like suggest like a way for soccer to be good at genjutsu and she's like trying to like come up with like ways to make a fucked up genjutsu and there's like just like hey here's something here's something twisted <laughs> no like i i i think until you get to like and, like, that can be the the thing that, like, Sharingan is really good at vis-a-vis Genjutsu specifically is that, like, Sharingan Genjutsu is, like, special in that it takes more than knowing it's a Genjutsu to break out of, like, a Sharingan Genjutsu. Does that make any sense? I, I think that makes sense, yeah. Like, uh, like, like, like if, if, if they made it to, like, using a Genjutsu was, like, rather than the act of, like, putting something flashy on screen for, like, a couple of minutes before somebody goes, like, wait a minute. It was the act of like trying to construct a believable illusion that was like a, yeah. like a strategical thing you had to like work to- work to- work towards and uh, really consider. Yeah, that could be interesting. Oh well, they don't do that. 
It's the... I mean, Gen- Genjutsu is is mostly just like a, he, he, we're gonna put something like a flashy, weird, and like scary on screen. It's not it's not actually what's happening. But yeah. Like yeah, we got you. We got you for a moment. Yeah, we got you. It's pretty scary, huh? These guys are like slimy. They're scary. I, I do think it's kind of cute that Naruto's like like Naruto has this whole moment of like, oh my god, I need to figure out these guys' techniques. They've got some weird super clones. I want to have the best clones. I don't want these guys' clones to be better than mine. It's not like no, hey, a guy's just throwing knives. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're throwing these like terrible like double bladed kunai i feel I, I don't i don't like i don't like these things at all they seem like they suck yeah they look so bad there's no there's no good way to like hold these <laughs> yeah like what do you even do like i i don't want to come across like i'm against some like ridiculous and practical weaponry but i just i just can't i can't get on with these there's it's like it's just two blades with like barely a handle between them it's fucking it's like a knife you hold to hurt your hand. <laughs> it's like just add two more blades. <laughs> They're ridiculous. <laughs> right, because then at least he can be a shuriken, and like that's that's at least a thing. Nothing that really like caught my eye in the segment of the episode is that like after Kabuto's whole thing in the previous episode, where he's like, "Yeah, a lot of the guys who are still in this forest are the most dangerous guys, and they're they're waiting for the last day." And then as soon as they're in this fight, Kabuto's like, "Yeah, don't worry. The fact that they're doing this shit means that these guys just suck at fighting and are going to be total chumps when we get hit them. So like, it's fine. <laughs> like he's he's no longer interested in, in putting these guys over. He's no longer interested in making this seem like a threatening situation. Yeah, which you know, a little bit ahead of ourselves." But man, are these guys chumps. <laughs> these guys are kind of chumps. Do we want to move on to these guys being chumped? Yeah, let's move on to... Let's move on to uh, these guys being chumps. Obero, the rain ninja imposter from the beginning, wants to get back at Sasuke for stabbing him earlier. A second set of leaf ninja come out from behind the rain ninja, and Naruto reveals the ones they have been fighting were just transformed clones. And even after fighting for that long, with that many clones, Naruto throws a punch that knocks all three rain ninja on their asses. The rain ninja make a bunch of fog clones, so Naruto rushes them, expecting the real ones to be hidden amongst the crowd. Sasuke tries to see the real guys with his Sharingan, but his curse mark flares up every time he tries to use it. Despite that, he manages to get one good look and tells Naruto that the real guys aren't there. Kabuto almost gets got, and the rain ninja rises out of hiding from the ground to get him, but Naruto catches them within the side of the head with a flying kick, knocking the three of them out and dispelling the clones. Kabuto notices the curse mark, and Naruto finds the scroll that they need. They make it to the tower, and Kabuto hands off the info he gathered on Sasuke to Orochimaru. Okay. Woohoo! Woohoo. So yeah, um... I, I kind of... In my experience of watching this episode, I kind of got got twice by this section with Naruto revealing his trick. Because I vaguely remember like, feeling like this was a fight that drags on for too long. And so when, when, when uh, they're doing the thing where, like... Uh, all of all of the all of Team Seven is just super exhausted at like from the fight. Um, I, I like wasn't I, I like wasn't realizing it, it is like uh, is like a trick because I was like oh there's like half of the episode left so this is just gonna drag out for a while. Um, and so I was and so when uh when I was like surprise these are all my shadow clones and we're not that tired my friends are waiting in the bush behind you to get your ass. Uh, I was like oh shit that's like a, that's like a good trick they got me. Yeah. And then. The second time I got got is after Naruto like kicks them all to the ground in like a single like a single hit. 
I was like, wow, that, that fight was, like, really brief and short. I don't know why I thought that was so long. I'm, like, I'm glad that fight's over. That was actually pretty fun, because that's, like, a fun, that's a fun trick for Naruto to do. It's, like, it's, like, clever. He's using his abilities in an interesting way. Yeah. And then, like, a fucking Mario boss, they get back up, and they're like, ooh, you hit our weak point. Can you dodge your attack patterns again? <laughs> and they, like, stomp on the ground, and they, like, make a million clones again. <laughs> and I, I, just, I felt like I, like a mockery had been made of me. <laughs> Which is great because the, the the way that they go down is getting hit all at the same time again. Yeah. <laughs> no, like it really does feel like a Mario boss. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a good way for a Mario boss to feel, but I don't I don't think you should be aiming for that in your shonen manga. No, probably not. I, I just kind of couldn't believe that the fight just, like, Naruto does his trick, the order of the fight immediately goes back to exactly the same thing. And, uh... Also, can we talk about how, like, the whole trick that Naruto did with the with the clones was to make sure that, like, oh, they're gonna drop the Genjutsu and then all my allies are still gonna be, like, you know, ready for a fight. And they're also not ready for a fight? <laughs> yeah, no, and then Naruto just goes on to, like, do it all anyway. Again. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's mysterious. It just doesn't work very well. Like, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't find uh, Oboro being like, ah, I need revenge on Sasuke that compelling, because, like, who the fuck are you? You shut up and you got your ass kicked, like, in, like, five minutes earlier in the show. It doesn't mean anything to me. I don't really, like, I do, I do kind of, like, Kabuto just sort of, like, extremely, like, suspiciously stumbling through the fight and be like, oh, I don't, I don't have any attacks, guys. I'm just here to, I'm just here to, to, to push you out of the way. I oh, don't worry about it, guys. Ah, oh, jeez. I'm just a, I'm just a little guy. <laughs> then, like, his eyes get really bloodshot to, like, make the, make one of the, one of the rain ninja guys freak out. And then he's just back to, oh, I'm, I'm just a little guy. Oh, Sasuke, what's that mysterious bruise you got there? Why, why are you tell me about your weird bruise, Sasuke? Don't worry about it. Hey, Sasuke, can I take some hair samples? No reason. No reason, huh? <laughs> it's it's amazing how suspicious he is here. Yeah. It's, it's it's really fun when he's he's like you you get the reveal at the end of the episode and he's um and he's he's going to Orochimaru and he's like, hey Orochimaru, take this ninja info card. <laughs> it's like fuck yeah, God. Uh... Oh no, like. Do you think Orochimaru thinks the ninja info cards are cool, or or do you think Orochimaru is just like just get just put it on a scroll? Just a, I I, a, I want to believe that Orochimaru thinks the ninja info cards are at least a little cool, or at least charming in the way that like yeah haha this kid is really into Yu Gi Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Kabuto could have been normal if Yu Gi Oh existed. Yeah, probably. They don't have Yu Gi Oh though. They the the only card game doesn't exist yet it is a it is uh about collecting pictures of real guys you sort of know yeah well i mean it's just ninja info cards i don't know if it's just ninja info cards but it's real <laughs> it's ninja info cards without any classified information okay <laughs> yeah, did you have anything else you want to say about these i mean not in this not, episode not really all right let's let's move on ha. episode 37 surviving the cut the rookie nine together again Sakura reads out the poem on the wall, and they figure they need to go ahead and open the scrolls to figure out its meaning. This summons Aruka, who congratulates them. Sasuke asks what would have happened if he was summoned out in the middle of the forest, and Aruka tells them he'd have to knock them out and keep them there until the test ended. Aruka moves in to explain the poem, and tells them not to push themselves too hard on the final test. 
Naruto shuts him down and Aruka realizes the kids have grown a lot since he last looked after them. In a meeting with the Hokage, Hanko is surprised to hear he already figured out Orochimaru is after Sasuke. So I'm, I'm always just a little bit charmed whenever they just make the poems rhyme in English. I just think it's cute. Yeah. They do that in the manga. I checked in the video they do it in the double again also. It's mm-hmm. just like, all right, there we go. It's You, you did it. You did a, lo- yeah. you did a little poem. Yuriko shows up. Uh, a thing that I think is interesting about Yuriko's appearance here is that it's not just like, oh, here's Yuriko, the guy everybody, like Naruto knows and that the rest of these people also know. It's like, oh, here's Yuriko, who is at this point the fourth most popular character in Naruto. <laughs> yeah. Because like when I was reading over the manga, like I, 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 I like I got to the point where the first uh, character popularity poll was in the stuff we covered last episode, mm-hmm. and I, I, I was surprised to be like, yeah, Yurika is uh, at, at this point he's the fourth most popular character in Naruto, and uh, in spite of like like his popularity doesn't consistently grant him screen time, but also he's like in the top ten most popular Naruto characters for basically the comic's entire run. That's pretty good. Yeah, like pre- pretty pretty good for a guy who d- doesn't. Doesn't get to be on screen much. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. But they, but right now, but right now, they're they're still throwing a bone to the fans. Yurika's here. He's got he's uh he's got a good speech to get. He's got a big speech to give everybody. He's like he's happy. He's happy to be here. The fans are happy that he's here. It's, a, it's just a great moment for everybody. Yeah, real uh, real win win. Um. Also, can we talk about how to address something we said earlier in in an earlier episode mm-hmm. about the uh, about the scrolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically about peeking at the scroll. Right, yeah. It's totally safe to peek at the scroll. It's totally safe to peek at the scroll. You just need to be stronger than whatever guy comes out. No, because the guy comes out, oh, kicks, oh, you, right. kicks your ass, knocks you out, and then sticks around. Okay, see, that, that, that makes sense. I, I was thinking, like, if, if like, for some reason Gara opened the scroll, what are the odds of the guy who comes out of that just being fucked? <laughs> well, because also it made it seem like the, uh... The, the, the people who were, like, assigned to each group were, like, chosen, right? Mm-hmm. So probably you pick someone who's, like, <laughs> capable. Right, but I mean, may- maybe Erika's a lot stronger than I think he is, but I don't know if I would gamble on Erika being able to beat Naruto and Sasuke. Yeah, yeah, sure. But 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 also, like, the, the reason Erika was chosen for them specifically because he was pitching a fit about being them there in the first place, right? Yeah, alright, that makes sense. So if, if he gets his ass kicked, then, like, after being summoned in the middle of the woods, it's like, okay, man, that's on you. <laughs> Yeah, and you can also ju- you can also just fail them after you get your ass kicked in the woods because they they broke the rules. Yeah, right. Like e- even if they like then make it to the tower or whatever, they're still not like they still didn't pass. Yeah, that makes, yeah, that makes sense. Comments about his popularity side. I do I do like the scene with Yuriko here. I do like him him showing up to have like nice things to say to the kids. I like when he's like, yeah, Naruto. You know, you got You got to think a little more. And Sakura, you know, you're you're smart, but you got to like work on rounding your physical skills. And it's like. Hey, this is maybe the first time in the comic anybody's ever like expressed a real uh, interest in the idea that Sakura could grow, and it's not going to go anywhere. But like, <laughs> no, hey, he's a nice guy. Yeah, you know, he's what? like a nice Naruto's dad. He he was Naruto's first dad. He was Naruto's first dad. <laughs> well, maybe second dad. <laughs> Naruto's first dad that he can remember the face of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe fucking nobody told Naruto who his dad was. Nobody tell him. Uh, this that feels like a little light of ourselves. We're gonna have a lot to talk about with regards to that later. But yeah, nobody nobody told Naruto who his dad was. This is true. I'm sorry to cut you off on that, but no, it's okay. It's not like it's not anything. It is just one of those things that you're like, hey, why why did anybody tell him this? Yeah. But, you know, after Erika gives his like encouragement, he's also like, but you know, you should you should really be careful. You should really watch out. You should really uh, 
but it's, it's gonna it's gonna get even more dangerous from here and he's he's gotta be like you know he's 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 still worried he's not over his concerns from earlier and i i like that we get to see naruto like like naruto have this moment of like not just like standing up against the people who like you know think he sucks but also the people also the people who like him like i think it's cool that he's able to like have this moment of like advocating for himself in the face of somebody who has his own like on some level also has his best interests in heart it's a nice moment for that character it is and i also i remember earlier in in this arc i was talking about how i was worried that we wouldn't really get a closure for erica's uh for Erica's worries outside of him, like him pretending to be like a guy and like attacking them all for like before the test, mm-hmm. like I was worried that was all we we're gonna get. But I, I like I like that we get more of that here. Um, I, I think there's an interesting tension to sort of unpack in terms of like like the the tune-in exams aren't a good thing to put a child through. No, no, we're we're gonna get into that in a minute. But also, um, but but, but also like Erica as a character needs to like be in a position where he can like support these kids through like through that like he needs to like accept that that's that's happening also because he's not a guy who can change that and i I think that's that's sort of interesting to think about like it's um yeah i mean like he's definitely like in the position that a lot of adults in like shonen manga stuff are in where like it it the the story frames it as the right thing to do to let the kids you care about become child soldiers yeah and Again, like I'm not like going like oh Erika is like so negligent in doing this because like yeah I mean what do you, what what do, what do, what is he gonna do really but I don't know I I, I think it is I, I think it's like really putting on screen the kind of tension that you get in a show like this where you have both the the sense of like oh I want to see the characters succeed within the framework that they're presented in like I want to see them pass the tuning exams or I want to see them complete dangerous missions but also uh, you know and and the show is aware of this on some level. Um, the like system that the, that these kids are in is like terror is evil. It's like crushing them. It's uh, yeah. It's like pushing them in hor- in horrible directions. It's and, almost uh, as if Konoha is doing the crushing. Oh my god! <laughs> we gotta crush back. <laughs> we should do something about this. Somebody should do something about this. It's kind of like what we talked about with Zabuza, where he's like a guy who only knows how to like support Haku by being like, "Hey, you can be a child soldier for me," and that's what everybody wants to hear. Like this is just that like a less immediately. Uh, harmful level. This is like the way that you 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 can play into that when there's actually like a whole system backing you up and crushing the children, and as opposed to just like you need to be in the position of the person who crushes the children. Yeah, I don't have like a conclusive statement about that right now because it's just kind of be like be like a running theme through this arc and also the show. But uh, I just wanted to talk about that there. Yeah, and like you know, it's worth, it's worth noticing that like yeah, this is how this is how that kind of thing manifests in a more like structured systematic setting. Mm-hmm. And like, and I, I, there's, there's, there, there isn't really more to say about it, just because that's, mm-hmm. that's just how it is in the show right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about Anko. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm like starting to get worried. Like, I'm starting to wonder how much of like my investment in Anko the last time I watched the show was me just inventing things whole cloth. <laughs> like, because Anko is in this scene and she's talking to the third Hokage a little bit, but this scene isn't about her. And I'm, like, trying to remember if there's actually another scene where we get more into, like, her personal concerns. Or if I just, like, I was just, like, on, f- like, hot, full blast projection mode making shit up about Anko that t- to relate to last time I watched this show. I really, I'm really concerned that I'm gonna, like, hoist myself by saying that I think Anko is, like, interesting and compelling when all of it is just shit I made up. What, what kind of stuff? I mean, if you don't want to get into it now, we don't have to, but, like, 
Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, hmm. I, I didn't have, like, these, uh, the, the, these, like, thoughts prepared in a particularly, like, presentable manner right now. So, like, maybe I kind of want to hold off to see if we, uh, to, just to see if we actually do get more later. Okay. But, like, right now, I'm just, like, I'm, I'm on Anko watching. I'm a little worried that I've, like... Yeah, because I, I want to get the full Ruby version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah by, by, like, you know, I, I'm sure, by, by the end of the arc, if we don't get more Anko stuff, I will, like, I will, like, let you know what I thought about Anko the last time I watched this show. Okay. But, but for now, we'll, we'll, we're just, uh, we got our eyes peeled. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna let you borrow, I'm gonna let you borrow my rewriting Naruto hat. Okay, that's great. I would love, I would love <laughs> to wear your rewriting Naruto hat for a bit. All right, uh, you ready to move on to the next next part yeah everyone who passed the second exam meets up in front of the hokage he explains the true purpose of the exams is to be a fake war to be watched by the leaders of nearby nations to give them an idea of the village's strengths hayate gecko steps up to announce that there is something that needs to be done before the third exam all right so i, th- I think there's a bunch to dig into with the second half of this episode in spite of that summary being fr- pretty short yeah but before we do that i need to call attention to uh our to, to, to a really, like, powerful rando that I've, that I've discovered on my search for, like, Naruto background characters who, like, are are, are around somewhat consistently, but just don't matter at all. Um, uh-huh. The background of the scene is this guy. Um, this guy is listed on the Naruto wiki as Kabuto Sensei. He does not have a name, but he appears, like, fairly regularly throughout the throughout the background of like various scenes in the anime and also he appears like one more time in the manga way later in a flashback of uh <laughs> of, of, of like him doing the tuning exams alongside anko when he was on orochimaru's team as a child okay and so the thing that's fascinating to me about him is that uh if the anime is anything to go by after all of this he's still with the hidden leaf so either they just didn't look into him at all or he just doesn't know that his students are working for Orochimaru (laughs) while he is also a guy who like worked under Orochimaru before he is like just in the middle of all of this shit and he has never thought about it just the world's biggest oblivious dipshit (laughs) yeah and I think that's amazing (laughs) what a a cool guy how the the fuck did this guy make Jodied also in this room we have uh, Orochimaru who is just here (laughs) yeah Orochimaru is just here Orochimaru is just here. Like, barely hiding. Barely hiding. He's got his fucking, like, eye makeup on. He's got, like... Um, well, we'll get to this a bit later, because I think there's, there's a point later that I want to, like, like drive into a little bit more. But they did not look into shit on the, sa- on the sound village at all. They did not do their due diligence on letting those guys in here, I gotta say. It's really good. Because also, earlier... When Orochimaru was talking to Anko in the Forest of Death, he was like, yeah, three three kids from my village are here also. I just feel like that should have raised more alarms than it seems to have, because uh, it did not raise as many alarms as it should have, as it should have perhaps. Yeah. Because uh, the, Orochimaru is standing in this room. But anyway. Anyway. We've got, we've got Hiroz and Saratobi's big, beautiful speech about uh, the beautiful ideal of pitting children against each other in false war. Just a big fake war so kids can fight and kill each other. Yeah, look, it's it's just the best. <laughs> we, we 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 gotta have these these small these small fake wars where we kill each other because otherwise we have like a ninja world war every fifteen years. The villages have been around for like like I, I don't know if there's a timeline that points to this exactly, but like the third Hokage here's in Sartobi was alive. Like, like I don't know if he, I guess I don't know for sure if he was alive when the villages were founded, but he was uh, 
he is said to be in the first generation of like ninjas that were trained in the hidden leaf and yeah and so by that metric he he is like he is like 69 years old right now so the 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 ninja world is about is about 60 years old and they've had three world wars already and there's another one coming down the pipe so like we can, we just got to have these fake wars or else god knows how bad it would be in here yeah i mean like if everybody has big karate powers you got to you got to let them duke it out as kids yeah you know like we we got to like you know, because if some kids are just dying in the tuning exams, it's probably not the kids who are going to be really good. It's just going to be the, you know, it's, it's it's acceptable. It's acceptable losses. Congratulations, children. You thought you were here, if you were here for your uh, your personal growth, kinda, but uh, kinda, but it's also kind of a weed from the chaff situation. So like, don't worry yeah. about it. Just don't be chaff, and you're fine. Just don't be chaff. It's it's kind of amazing. Like it's just, it's it's just. Well, like, like he like he's just getting in front of the room and he's like, yep, yeah, here's how evil all this shit is. And uh, you know, some of the people are getting pumped about it. You know, and Arthur's like, hell yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this for the village. I'm gonna I'm gonna help like make it so that whatever violence befalls these other villages is like slow and economic and not uh <laughs> like actual large scale conflict. I, I, I just I just kind of love that they're putting it all out there and they're like just like they're they're on the face of it and there's you know, I mean, here's the Star Trek. He's trying to make it look good, but he's not getting there with me, and I, I, I love that. Yeah, it's a real good speech, though. He put a lot of gusto into it. That could have, uh, I mean, you know, like, because like, it, it, it is a speech that like works within the context of the world and with the context of like, oh yeah, here's who this speech is for, right? Like, like the, my, the fact that I don't buy it isn't because I isn't because I think it's like uh, this is this is just like some nonsense some guy is saying. It's like no, like I get what you're saying, and it's like terrible. And like that's kind of what's so like amazing about it to me is that like it, it is well like like he he is he is like speaking to this room of twenty children about how like they need to be ready to die, and that's good because otherwise more people will have to die, and and like most of them are getting bought into it, except for Gara, who's like shut up, man, I want to kill guys. It's been like five days since I turned anybody into blood paste. <laughs> I haven't even. Look, I've barely met my blood paste quota. I was promised tons of blood paste if I came and if I came and did the tuning exams. This fucking sucks. This fucking sucks. They only let. There were like, what, like seventy some guys going into the forest to death, and they only killed three. Come on. Yeah. I better be able to kill at least half the people in this room. He's such a little sicko. We love him for it. We do love him for it. Did you have more you want to say about this one? Uh, no, not really. Do you want to move on? Yeah, sure. Episode 38, Narrowing the Field, Sudden Death Elimination. Gecko announces that there needs to be a preliminary exam before the third in order to reduce the number of candidates moving forward. The test will be one-on-one fights and asks if anyone doesn't feel up to it, they're free to step down now without it affecting their squad mates. Sakura wants Sasuke to step down because of his curse mark acting up, but he stands firm. Anko and the Hokage want to pull Sasuke, but Kakashi encourages them to let him stay in the test. Kabuto raises his hand and says he's too beat up to carry on, and that he's still injured from the encounter with the sound ninja before the first test. The Hokage catches on to his funny business and asks Anko to read his file, revealing nothing special except being the sole survivor found barely alive among the dead after a battle as a small child. We, we gotta we got do the preliminaries before the actual third exam, because after the big speech about how you need to be like put on a good show or die for your country, 
well, that, like you're all acceptable casualties, uh, you know, separating the wheat from the chaff to like make sure that um, to, to make sure that like your village looks good. We also get the sense like, oh, yeah, by the way, this is going to be like a spectator sport. We've got all these big important guys to, to come in to watch. And we're like, we're willing to gamble that like 50 percent of the people in this room are chaff. So we, we just need like <laughs> half of you out of here. <laughs> Which has got to feel like shit. Yeah. Like, I guess it's fine if you win, but... Yeah, I mean, just win. Just don't be chaffed. Just win. Just don't, just don't lose. It's fine. <laughs> if you got a problem with it, you should have lost. And I, I think that's another fun wrinkle to this. I think immediately things get a little less fun as we get into the, like, oh, shit, Sasuke's in pain. And, like, Anko is like, oh, Sasuke's in pain. We got to get him out of here. And Sakura is like, oh, Sasuke, you're in pain. We got to get you out of here. But all, all, the, all the boys are like, uh, no, you, we, we can't just do that. You know, we can't just... Uh... Like, like the, the, the way in which, like, concern about Sasuke is such a gendered thing here. Like, 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 like worry about this because he's going to die is, like, such, like, a gendered thing and also think it is ultimately dismissed is, like, a... It is a layer to this scene I really don't like. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit yucky. Like, th- there are, like, character levels where it makes sense, right? Like, Anko has been through what Sasuke is going through right now and doesn't want Sasuke to to deal with that and like the argument for sasuke being in there is like i mean it, it, it would be like bad for sasuke like you would probably just resent it for the rest of his life and also like w- when you're organizing this big event this big fucking sporting event for all of the all of the presidents to come see yeah right like you want the uchiha to show up you don't want to pull the last uchiha from the exam because <laughs> i don't know people are gonna think god damn this village can't even can't even make the last uchiha into anything fucking suck shit it's like that i think there's like a lot of interesting levels on which it works and like it just kind of deflates itself by making it into the thing of like oh the the girls are just they're just kind of nagging they're getting they're getting in the way of sasuke uh succeeding here right like it's yeah i don't know i i just i just i just i don't like that element of it very much like if if it was anko and kakashi being like yeah, okay, no, this kid is in way over his head. Like, we need to pull this guy. And the Hokage was, like, standing firm, like, no, he's going to compete. Oh, that would be awesome. And then, like, so, then, like Kakashi has to, like, make the compromise. Like, okay, like, Sasuke, I, like, I, I, I'm going to pull you under these circumstances. But, but like, you know, we got to, like, pull you through. But no, it is, it's, it's just, it's just girls who worry. Like, they got to cut that out. Yeah, and then fucking Kabuto. Fucking Kabuto is like, all right, I'm out. I'm, uh, I, I just, I'm just a little guy. And it's been a rough, it's been a rough week for me. I have, uh, <laughs> I, I can't hear. I've totally got a cut under this bandage on my nose still. I didn't just heal that instantly earlier. <laughs> I, I just, I'm, I'm really not feeling it. I gotta get out of here. Why do, you, why do you even heal it if you was gonna try it? <laughs> <laughs> Because it hurts. You don't want your, you don't want to have like an open wound. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking put a bandage on it. He did, he did put a bandage on it, but the bandage is like it's still you know it's not healed when you have a bandage on it. If you could just heal it right away and put a bandage on it, it's 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 better for him. Do do, do you think do you think Kamato's glasses are real? <laughs> That's a good question. Do you think he wears them to make him look like a nerd? <laughs> oh my god, I hadn't considered this. <laughs> Like, if I, like, I don't think Kabuto ever stops wearing the glasses at any point, but that's just because it's part of his, his, part of his character design, you know? It'd be weird if he didn't have them. Like, I, may, maybe he, maybe he doesn't need them. I, I, I'm, I'm choosing to believe this. Right, because, like, oh, if you're so good at fucking medical jutsu or whatever, why don't you just make your eyes good, dipshit? <laughs> Actually, like, power limiters, he can see too good. <laughs> they, they, like, the, the glasses pre- prevent him from seeing the stats of everybody he looks at, and it's overwhelming. If you have that on all the time. 
Kabuto's such a bad spy. <laughs> I, th- I think I think they really like about Kabuto being like a like a, a bad spy is the part where like Hakaga's like, hey, wait a second, I see, I've seen that guy before. Didn't he drop out at this at this exact stage of the Trinity exams five times in a row? Yeah, yeah right. Like, <laughs> like once, maybe twice you can get away with, but eventually you just have to be a Chunin. <laughs> or eventually you just have to, like, commit to being a Genin forever. I feel like eventually your teammates are like, no, I don't want I don't want to join the Chunin exams with Kabuto. He's just gonna fucking quit again. <laughs> well, the, I mean, the thing about it, though, is that, like, doing the Chunin exams with Kabuto is a really good deal, because, like, Kabuto can do the Chunin exams easy. Oh, right. No, he, he, can, he can, like, ace the first two stages, and then he's out, and you don't have to worry about him anymore. So, actually, it improves your odds. Yeah. I also like the bit where he's talking to Yarui, one of the guys on his team, and they're, they're having their, like, conversation about, like, ah, you know, don't, don't you, I, I've got my orders to follow, and you've got your orders to follow, and they're being kind of, like, coy about a lot of things. Um, I think my favorite little detail about this scene is um, there is a shot where Kabuto is being all shady, and he's talking to Yarui, and... Rock Lee is just looking back at him. He's like, guys, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about fighting. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, they just have this conversation openly right in the middle of fucking everyone. It's so good. It's it's okay. <laughs> He's looking right at them. He's like, stop, stop whispering. You're going to get in trouble. <laughs> like, I could... Akamaru's here in that. Uh-huh. Akamaru hears the whole thing. He's not... Akamaru's, like, a little annoyed about about uh, the whole, like, uh, the, the, the the misunderstanding in the village where he, where, he said, where he said that that guy was in danger, but but Kiba thought he said that guy was dangerous. And he's like, I don't, I don't care. Whatever. That's not a big deal. I don't care anymore. I'm a fucking dog. I'm a fucking dog. <laughs> I'm a fucking dog. I don't know the word for spy. I don't think dogs have a word for spy. We, we're too... Our, our beautiful and trusting ideals as dogs. We know we don't have a word for spy. It's kind of a bad deal if you're like a fucking ninja dog, though. So I feel like spies would come up quite a bit if you're a shinobi. However, nobody seems to be on spy lookout ever. No. So maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, like they're on. They're on. They're on. Oh, this guy dropped out of the tutoring exams at the same place like several years in a row. Lookout, but they're not on. Huh? Where did, where did this new village come from? Lookout. Yeah. So like, I think Orochimaru invented spies. That's why, that's why it doesn't matter that they're all kind of bad at it. <laughs> the other thing is, like, there, there's a moment where, where Kabuto was, like, walking out of the room and he's thinking to himself, like, yeah, I, I have to stop fighting here because if, if I start fighting, I might go back to the old me. I might go sicko mode. Which <laughs> is, like, they, they, like, when I was watching, I was like, oh, Kabuto, what are you talking about? You're not important. And, like, that's not true. Kabuto is very important, but I keep forgetting that. He doesn't, like, sit in my mind as a guy who matters as much as he does. <laughs> So maybe he's actually a good spy. It's the glasses. It's the glasses. It makes him look like a dweeb. Oh shit! The ninja info uh, cards are also just to make him look like a dweeb. Oh my god. <laughs> like, it, it's kind of amazing to me how much, like, in my mind as I'm watching this, I'm like, yeah, Kabuto is the, the goofy ninja info cards guy. And not, like, oh, Kabuto is, like, a major antagonist who is, like, present throughout the whole thing. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know if that, like, bodes poorly for how interesting I'll find Kabuto later, or if I just, like, have an inability to remember Kabuto. That's something to to investigate as we proceed. What if he's a really good spy? Maybe he's a really good spy. 
despite being like the most suspicious person in any given room ever. Like Orochimaru is literally just standing over there and Kabuto is acting the most suspicious. Yeah, I'm I'm good to Alright, let's let's head on to the final segment. Here here we go. Here we go. Sakura wants to tell the adults about Sasuke's mark, saying he's in no shape to complete the exams. But Sasuke stops her and says he has no interest in becoming a tuning. All he cares about is testing himself against strong opponents right now. Naruto steps in to defend Sakura, but Sasuke cuts him off, telling Naruto that he's one of the people Sasuke wants to fight. The Hokage wants to see how the Sasuke thing pans out and decides to let him continue, but pull him if his curse mark pops off. Gekko lays out the rules for the prelims, and the first matchup is announced. It's Sasuke versus Yorei Akato, one of Kabuto's boys. Before the match starts, Kakashi approaches Sasuke, letting him know not to use the Sharingan or he might die. The fight starts, and Sasuke manages to grapple him into a hold, but Yoroi has chakra-sucking hands that make this matchup real bad for Sasuke. Okay. Okay. So, so something about this, uh, when I was watching this episode, something that stuck out to me is, um, the way that this part of the story is, stu- is structured in the manga is that we get, like, the entire Kabuto scene of him leaving, and then we get the whole thing with, like, Sa- Sasuke's curse mark, act- like, acting up, and, like, Sakura wanting him to drop out. And, like, so in, in the anime, it kind of gets, like, split up a little bit, um, by, by Kabuto like interrupting in the middle of it to be like, "Hey, I'm going to drop out." Mm-hmm. And so when I was watching this episode, I was like, kind of wondering, like, "Hey, are they are they going to like use sort of like diffuse the tension of the moment and like make Sasuke a little less mean to Sakura?" And they don't really. No. No, he's still just really mean to her. He's still just like out of a dickhead. He's like, he's like, listen, listen, Sakura. I know your girl brain doesn't understand wanting to be the coolest, most powerful guy, but I've got to do that. <laughs> but I've just got to fight these boys. I've just got to fight these boys and become the strongest boy. <laughs> and this is, this is, this is like a, this is the thing I kind of been turning over in my head because like, I mean, there's, there, there's some gender going on, right? And that's not great. But also the, the, the thing that's more interesting to me about this is like, I mean, this is not like a good mindset for Sasuke to have like objectively and like in the terms of the story also, like this is like a bad state that he's in. This is like the kind of like self-destructive motivation that is going to like push him to fuck up his life and like... Like over the course of the next hundred episodes, um, yeah. But but also, I, I do have to wonder if in in the terms of like a shonen manga like this, if there is like if there is a path of like not doing this, like of like of like actually backing out, that would be held as like a respectful thing by this, like a respectable thing by the story, because the structure of the show is so much about like yeah, the the boys are gonna fight and get stronger, so like. Yeah, I mean, like, the the only way that they could do it was to have him just, like, collapse out of pain, like, not even being able to stand right now. And, like, obviously mm-hmm. need to be pulled. The The only way they could do it is if it wasn't his decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, 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 the, like the, the structure of the story sort of demands that Sasuke keeps, like, pushing forward like this to be the cool guy. And so, I, well, like, I, I kind of have to wonder if, like, if the, if the distinction that uh, is being drawn here between, like, uh, Sasuke doing this in a self-destructive way and Sasuke doing this in, like, a way that would be fine is, like, if he's nice about it or not. And, like, probably, like, <laughs> probably in the eyes of, 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 of the show, like, the thing that is, like, more, uh, like... Like, the, the show isn't, like, presenting a thing where, like, oh, the right thing for Sasuke to do would be to drop out. The right, it's, it's presenting, a th- like... Yeah. It feels to me, like, because of, like, uh, the way the scene with, um... The, the scene with, like, Anko and the Third Hokage and and everything went and the way that like stuff later in this arc goes like oh no the, r- the right thing for Sasuke would do, to do would to be this thing would be to do this thing that is bad for him but nicer yeah but like nicer and not get fucked up about it 
<laughs> instead of instead of be like a kind of a dickhead and also get fucked up about it. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the this thing that I, I do just think is like really good though is where where Naruto sees this play out and he's like. Sasuke, this is this is a little much. This is like you, like this. This seems pretty bad, and like you're being really mean. And Sasuke's just like, "Hey, I want to fight you too." And Naruto's like, "Oh shit, never mind." Like I love how much Sasuke just knows what button to press to like be like, "No, Naruto, you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna fucking get in my way here. You're not gonna like you're not gonna get me in trouble or like get me disqualified. Like because you want to fucking fight me. Like it's it's this great moment of him just being like this shithead kid who like knows how to get what he wants in this like one relationship he has. It's pretty good. But, like, also, was that even necessarily what he was trying to do? I don't know. Um... Right? Because, like, definitely I can see it at this point coming from a genuine place. Because Naruto, like, objectively did some pretty impressive shit, like, earlier in the Yeah, woods. yeah. Like, that, that, that is also, like, a level on which, like, Sasuke is thinking. But, like, that is the thing of, like, how Sasuke is, like... Right, because, like, Sa- Sasuke has already had the, like, oh, shit, I have to catch up to him now. I think it can be both things pretty easily, right? Like, I think it can yeah. be, like... Like, I think it can be, like, hey, I, I, I want to fight you. But also, it's like you know, you, you I know you want to fight me too, and you're not going to get in the way of that if I'm putting that on the table. Yeah, and I don't want you to get in the way of that because I don't want anybody to get in the way of that right now. For sure. But yeah. From there, we get from there we get Gecko laying out the rules, right? And the rules are basically just like, hey, do your best and don't die. It's on you to not die, real, really. Like you know, we're, we're hoping the guy you're fighting won't try to kill you too bad. But like, we're not. If g- it seems like he's going to try and kill you, like j- j- tap out on your own. Uh, we don't want to see anybody get turned into blood paste necessarily, so maybe we'll we'll step in then. But like, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, hey, these matches are like semi-serious, kind of, kind of for funsies. Like, don't try too hard not to kill your opponent, but also like, you know, not getting killed is on you. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be a jerk about trying to kill your opponent. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like they could have st- stood to like maybe maybe lower the stakes a little bit on these ones that nobody is even going to be watching. But like <laughs> I, I guess uh, it's I, I guess you can't you can't you can't take the pressure off these kids or else it's it's, uh, it's not going to work as well. Yeah, and it's so much harder to moderate a match where you're not allowed to kill. That's true. <laughs> like you don't you don't know what's going to kill a guy or not. Like you can't like you don't want to have that be like yeah I, I didn't know what that guy's jutsu did I didn't realize that was like a hard our like a heart explosion technique, I, I couldn't tell from, from like the the ref the ref stand. So like you just you just don't want that on your conscience. Yeah, and it's like we're not going to pretend the thing we're doing isn't teaching these children how to kill, right? Yeah. Like all of these magic ninja spells we have is for, like they're for killing. So you know, it's just a pain in the ass. It's just a pain in the ass, <laughs> right? Because like, what are you going to do? Teach them like bad ninjutsu as a joke? <laughs> so, it's okay. We're gonna, we're gonna teach you the baby spells for now, and later you get the you get the actual killing ones. But like, we're gonna teach you like small fire that only hurts a little. Yeah, that's not gonna do anybody any good. Yeah, especially because the guys who know how to punch still know how to like punch you hard enough to kill you, right? Like, it's not... <laughs> yeah, like Rock Lee could turn a normal human into blood paste. That's so scary to think about. I don't want him to do that to anybody. <laughs> I don't think he does either. So like, we're good. But you know, if Rock Lee ever became a sicko. God, the sicko AU Rockley. This is uh, I don't actually have anything here. I I, I thought I had a bit. I didn't. Sorry. He just starts I'm... tearing people apart like a fucking chimpanzee. God. <laughs> God, he just like fucking punches his heart through somebody's chest because a girl's watching. This is his fist somebody's chest because a girl's watching. It's like, bam, a wink. <laughs> you see that, ladies? Look, I got this heart for you. 
my god! He, like rather than like uh, rather than like Sakura has to dodge the like floating cartoon hearts. <laughs> yeah, she has to dodge real human hearts. <laughs> She just ducks and there's a fucking wet splat find her. Uh, are you ready to move on from this uh, the Seiko Rockley discussion? Yeah. Yeah, so we get the um we we get the lead up to the to the Sasuke and Yoroi fight. And I think th- a running theme I'm noticing with a lot of Orochimaru spies is that he doesn't tell them how much he loves to feed his guys to the new special boy for experience points. <laughs> Yeah, because that's really all he's doing here. He's like, yeah, I got some guys here, and basically, I want to like put them into like a, the blender that is Sasuke and see what happens. Yeah, Kabuto's the only one who knows about this. Yeah, so that's why he's out. <laughs> but like, he's like, yeah, that's right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight this kid. He's he like, my, I'm sure my my jutsu will allow me to. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure my jutsu will, will will allow me to to you know get get the win here and not make things much worse for myself immediately. I'm 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 a, I'm a trusted, I'm a trusted servant of Lord Orochimaru, and he would love it if I beat up his special boy here. <laughs> yeah, it's, do you think Orochimaru rigged the uh, rigged the bracket? I I don't know. Does Orochimaru know how to do computer shit? He's pretty old. Yeah, he, he, he just might not understand it. That's like their insurance against Orochimaru rigging the bracket. Is uh, you get a computer to do it. But but also like Orochimaru has some boys. Like yeah, I guess that's true. You know. No, who who knows? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Doesn't matter at all. Ultimately, I mean, it uh, like the, the the fight doesn't go badly for Yorubi yet, but I feel like we all basically know where this is going. Yeah, we all know this guy's not winning. We all know Yorubi, the guy who first appeared and like got named like ten minutes ago, is not going to beat Sasuke Uchiha. So, I mean, unless you have more to say, like tune in next time for when Sasuke Uchiha beats Yorubi in a fight. Yeah. Hey, if you ever wanted to see Yorubi become blood paste. I don't think he becomes blood-based. <laughs> Look. So, like, no, don't make any promises that we can't keep. I mean, I'm not gonna... No, no, no I'm not gonna make any promises. But, like, you, you never... Like, Sasuke... Sasuke could make someone into blood-based. <laughs> That's so true. We're gonna, we're gonna, at the end of this podcast, have a list of which Naruto characters could and couldn't make somebody into blood-based. And I guess it's gonna be basically all of them could. But y- yeah, yeah. So it's not really, it's not really a very valuable exercise. No. I bet Haku would have a hard time. Yeah, maybe if Haku kept kept uh, kept growing and learning more techniques. Yeah, I mean, like he he never really had all that much of a uh, strength. But I don't know. I mean, want me to go ask him? That's <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we 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 were totally rescued Haku. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did like explode his house when he was like six. So like oh, that, that's yeah. like maybe. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 totally. You could like fucking glacier squeeze somebody. Yeah. Okay. All right. Solved it. We don't we don't even need to ask him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I'm. Pr- I- I've said my piece on these episodes. How about you? Yeah, I mean, like me too. Uh, could you make somebody into blood paste? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Me too. Okay. Cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> what are we watching next week? Oh God! Right numbers next week. What was the last one? Episode 38? What was the last one we watched? So next week we were watching episodes 39, 40, no, and 41. Wait. No, you're right. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Next week we were watching episodes 39, 40, and 41. You may be as I can guess myself of Naruto. Uh, <laughs> Woohoo! Woohoo! 
Uh, thanks for listening. If you want to help support the podcast, check out our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Konoha Crush, all one word. Uh, any images we talk about during the episode will be on our Twitter, at Konoha Crush, all one word. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, later, and remember, there is no such thing as filler.